the middle of September. I can't believe this. Summer's gone. Fall is like here. Uh, temperatures have moderated a little bit in southeastern Illinois. Man, time's flying right now, but we are so happy that you are here. This is the Bushels and Barrels program. My name is Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and X is where you can find me. And as usual, hanging out with the CDL Class A holding perspiring <laughs> patriot. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> You, it just tickles you, that CDL Class A thing, doesn't it? It does, and I got my real copy in the mail this weekend. So you did, your exciting. real license. My real one. You know, folks, I didn't know that Jessica does this, but uh, in her wallet, she you have basically, besides one or two, uh, all of your three. old driver's license probably that you've three had. Probably three or four, yeah. It, it, that's yeah. funny. Just a collection. I what's why? Just I got to see the progression. The progression of your age. <laughs> if I'm looking younger oh. <laughs> as we go on, that's good. If it's if I'm going backwards, that's not good. So if you I'm guys just kidding, I don't. I don't know. If why you I guys have them. a sixteen year old, you might want to just say, "Hey, hang on to those. Hang on to those. Yeah, it might be kind of fun to look back yeah. on someday." I have like postpartum Jessica, and I have like a year or two or three after <laughs> after baby. <laughs> Right. I didn't change my name like everywhere. So I had I had that one in there somewhere and then I had the most recent one and then now I have a new one for the CDL cuz they take a new picture. I would have been fine if they wanted to use the old one but they don't. So Right. Right. It's fine. Well, they your pictures all look great. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when I took the one with after I had just had Alden, he was like 2 months old and I'm like, "Ryan, when I get better, when I get after over the newborn ishness, I'm going to get a new driver's license picture, and he just laughed at me. Well, I never did. So. No, <laughs> no, of course not. Jeez. So I, 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 yeah. Anyways, I keep that one. Yeah, I just fun. think it's funny. Yeah. Because we were, we had a landlord that had uh, his 80th birthday on Friday, uh-huh. and we're sitting there at the uh, the Moose and visiting and everything, and Jessica's uh-huh. so excited because she just got her. Her driver's license and mail, I had no idea. And she pulls out all these old ones and lays them out on the table in chronological order. It's like a display. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there's only by, like four. You make it sound like there's 15. There's only like four of them. I just keeps, never threw them away. And then she keeps a picture, or one of my old driver's yeah. license walking yeah. around with her in mm-hmm. her wallet. Mm, just you know? in case I forget what you look like. My phone goes dead and I don't yeah. have a picture of you. Oh, okay. I got a hard That's copy. That's the hard copy. Got you. <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants to see, what my husband looks like and we don't have access to social media yeah or my gallery on my phone yeah okay just in case after i'm censored from everything mm-hmm. you at least you'll still be able to see me whenever i'm not around mm-hmm. got you mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy boy we've had a fun week this week mm-hmm. haven't we and last week we had a busy week last week sure did sure yeah. did i had a jury duty Yes, tell district, us how that went. You know, court. you never really even elaborated to me too much about what the whole deal was. It was in federal court in Benton, Illinois. Yes. Did you ever ask the judge if you're even allowed to talk about it? Surely you are. Well, we are after the case, but I don't really, I mean, I don't think there's a whole point in going into it. I can tell you, we as jurors, um, there were eight of us. Okay, so there was like, starting out, I noticed that I knew, I think, two people that had gotten pulled for jury duty. Anyways, one used to be an old neighbor. You know, they still live by mom and dad. But um, we got to visit for about 30 minutes. And I ended up being like number 16 in the beginning, right? And or, or whatever number I was in the beginning. Anyways, they scrambled all of our names together. And then I was like juror number one. So I'm like in the one seat. 
So whenever, so they put all the jurors' name in a hat and they pull one out, and yeah. yours was the first one to come out. Yeah. So I that guess. means automatically you're going to be on the jury. No, not it at doesn't. all. It doesn't. So they set us in the jur- jury box or the juror box, and so I'm in the seat number one. Okay. So, um, and then they fill up that jury box. Okay. One through sixteen, you say. One through 16, and then there were like 25 of us or something like that. Okay. So they're all 25 of us are in there, but 16 of us are in the, the box. Yeah. And um, so I was in the first seat. Anyways, they go on through the questions. They ask the jury the, these questions. Do you have anybody, you know, related or do you have any experience with the Department of Corrections? Because that's what this case was about. So anyway, um, then they do the jury selection. So about an hour after that, you know, the jury leaves the all of the juries, jurors that have been selected, they leave the courtroom and then they select the jury and then the, the jury comes back to the courtroom. So basically all the candidates and you were a candidate. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they call you. If they call you back in, it means you've been seated as part of the jury. They call everybody back in. Everybody, everybody back in. So all twenty-five of us, and um, then they call out your numbers and they say, "If I call your number, please stay seated. Everyone else may exit." <laughs> and I was called. <laughs> so and then number I was. One. Yep, and then I was voted floorman. So uh, that which was, that's kind of like the head of the jury, right? Yes. <laughs> Wow. The spokesperson. <laughs> so on the last podcast, we were talking about, you know, so. tr- you just trying not to be on the jury. Right. Just so it didn't damage your day and disrupt our life. <laughs> yeah, because we were down a car, too. So that was, that right. was difficult yeah. to manage, but it's fine. Yeah. And none of it worked. Mm-hmm. MAGA didn't work. Uh, I mean, I didn't even get a chance to talk. So right. it's not like a, it's not like they asked me specific questions. None of the questions pertain to me. So I didn't raise my hand and say, oh, yes, I'm, you know, my dad's a DOC, you know, person or so this 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 case was Mm -hmm. a plaintiff who is a an inmate a former inmate or Mm -hmm. current inmate i don't know you don't know Mm -mm. okay we don't know that versus the the federal department he was he was suing two individual correctional officers oh okay Mm -hmm. okay and what was he claiming um, mistreatment and he was denied medical care. There were a few different things that he had, he had charged them with and sued them with. And so he, it was a civil case and he was seeking punitive damages and then, um, some other kind of damages. But we as a jury had ended up deciding that it, it wasn't the fault of the officers, that it was the system. And that's where, that's where we went with it. And it was very hard. I mean, it was very hard. What I find very interesting, though, is that there were four jurors. There were only eight of us because it was a civil case. There were four jurors who had immediate relationship or some sort of uh, connection to a Department of Corrections at some point. There were four jurors. Uh, like as like formerly been incarcerated or their spouse, or they used to work their there son or? yeah exactly oh, they had a okay. connection to the department of corrections four well, i thought you said that was one of the questions they asked in the beginning they did mm-hmm. and they dismissed quite a few but not not all so that up, seems like kind of a conflict of interest you would think right but i mean the attorneys are the ones who dismiss the jury you know so i don't know i don't know that was just interesting to me right yeah, yeah. that's very interesting because mm-hmm. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I guess, and I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know exactly how all this works. I mean, it was two full days of grueling court. <laughs> but I mean, it was, that, it was tough. It would just, 
that just doesn't seem like it would be fair. It wouldn't be fair to me. And if, if you think it's kind of like stacking a jury, right? Because, okay, let's say that the major league baseball was going against major league football. Okay. And then you're picking for whatever it is. The case is baseball versus football. Mm -hmm. And half of the jurors are from football. And then the other half are just Joe blows. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah. I don't know what the percentages of the employment, like the employment rate of the Department of Corrections, but it's got to be kind of big because there's quite a few, I mean, in our district, which is like, I don't know, sham, not Champagne down. It's like maybe Mount Vernon South. I don't have any idea. I think idea. it's a little bit north of Mount Vernon. Okay. South, like St. Louis South. Yeah. Maybe. So, anyway, well, what did but, the plaintiff? What did he claim was being done to him? That he was not given his constitutional rights were uh, violated. His constitutional rights. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, so the jury wanted to see copies of the Constitution and amendments, and the judge wouldn't let us see that. Um, and you were just supposed to know everything. Yeah, you were mm-hmm. supposed to know all that by heart. Yeah. But anyways, so it it was just, it was very complicated. We went back and forth for, I don't know, close to two hours. Oh, deliberating? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting. I'd do it again. I'd serve on a jury again for sure. Now, when the verdict came, did the jury all have to be 100% in agreement? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. And there were good points on both sides. But, you know, you struggle as a foreman because everybody wants to take the center stage of the... And in me as a floor person, I'm like, okay, you shut up. Let the other person talk. Stop butting in. Yeah. Let the other person talk. Let this person who might be an introvert speak because everybody's trying to speak for them. And you can't let that happen. Right. So I... And there's not like a set of rules, but that's just me like in how I would have conducted like a team meeting. Yeah. <laughs> like let everybody say their piece. And so that's how we, I I went around the table and asked questions. And, and it was the same question to everybody. Where do you stand? Yeah. How do you feel about this? You know, at first it was feelings. How do we feel about the entire situation? And then it was, uh, okay, is this... Does this fall on the on the actual officers, or does it fall? Anyways, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. It was so, tough. as as reluctant as we were for you to go into it, you 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 found it interesting. You enjoyed mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and you'd do it again. Yeah, I'll be darned. Yeah. Did you get paid? I mean, I haven't seen the check yet, but what, yes. what is the pay to be a federal <clears throat> juror? Of fifty dollars a day. Oh my god! And mileage. Plus mileage. Yeah. And well, that's, that's 63 cents a mile. 63 cents a mile from mm-hmm. here to Benton. That's and mm-hmm. that's what, about 100 miles. Not quite, I would say. Isn't it? Oh, it's more than that. Is it more 70, than 100 miles? I think it's close to 75 one way. Oh, and you're paid both ways. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, see, that's so, a trucker in me talking. Around about 150 miles a day. So, um, which, and I had your pickup truck, and I'm like, I just hope to goodness Yeah, that you didn't break even there. on that deal. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, uh, there was some jurors that stayed the night in Benton. Did they pay for the hotel room Mm -hmm. then? They do, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to submit all your receipts and all that jazz, but um, no, it was interesting. It was interesting. Our our judge was interesting. Um, An an Obama-appointed judge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was appointed, I think, in 16. But a nice lady. Yeah, she was nice. She was fine. We got a coffee cup. 
A coffee cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As our parting gift like for say, serving. Th- a a yeah. thank you coffee cup. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That's right. You brought that thing up. And this is a crap of it. The coffee cup wouldn't even hold 12 ounces of coffee. It's one of them little ones. It fooled me. <laughs> it's an old school coffee cup. Like, yeah. It's one you'd get at a diner or Cracker Barrel. I grabbed it the other morning to <laughs> fill up with coffee. And I started it running. And I go take a leak. And I come back. And it's running over. I'm like, Ugh. goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. No, it was good. It was good. I yeah. I would do it again, but it was it was a cramp. I was worried that I was going to get selected, and then I would miss Alden's first day of kindergarten, which would have broken my heart. But we didn't have to be at court first thing in the morning, like at eight o'clock, like we were the day before. Right. So I was able to actually send him off to kindergarten. So that made me smile real big. Right. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It was it was good. I'd do it again. Yep. So mm-hmm. now we got Alden started in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. What did we do this past week that was fun? We went down to Nashville one day. We did. Mm-hmm. But not to necessarily party on Broadway. No. We got invited to John Rich. Yes. His home. Yes. Uh, John Rich. That'd be the John Rich from Big and Rich. The save a horse, ride a cowboy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to go down there. The uh, Faith and Freedom Coalition had a meeting, and we were invited to go down there and attend the meeting. And there were some big name folks down there, and I was when we got there. I was in culture shock, was I not? Yeah, I think we both were. Like, well, number one, we didn't know what to wear, so I was scrambling on. We didn't know. what We to were wear. told business casual. Yeah, which and I think we could have gotten away with anything. Yeah, after being Whatever. there, it's yeah. like some people like took it real serious, and, uh-huh. and I mean they were really dressed up, suit and tie. Other people looked like they were kind of going to church, and then other people. There were a few people there that was like <laughs> cargo shorts and a t shirt. Yeah, or Vegas. I mean, you had all kinds of kinds. Yeah, you had all kinds of kinds of Mm -hmm. people there. Mm -hmm. But it's it's Faith and Freedom Coalition. It's it's about God and country. Mm It's basically what that that thing was about. And we learned about the plan um, for 2024 and how they are going to infiltrate not not necessarily infiltrate, but swarm churches, local churches, because of so many Christians being unregistered to vote. So uh, their plan is to register 50 to 100 thousand people throughout America throughout America for each state 50 to 100 thousand each state um but they're primarily going to focus from what I understood on swing states and areas where conservatives really need the votes Mm -hmm. so if you're somewhere where there is a faith and freedom coalition which we we listen to Tennessee's but if you're somewhere where they have one and you can get involved I would encourage I I'd do it yeah for here for sure right so right but anyway. no, some of the people that were there is just, you, you recognize, or at least I did, I recognized them immediately. Uh, Art Laffer, one of President Trump and uh, Ronald Reagan's economic dudes, was there. I could not believe it when I saw him. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. Um, the Tennessee Senate, U.S. Senator, Marsha Blackburn. She's fantastic. We she did get a picture awesome. with her. We got a picture with her. And, she, uh, and if you don't know, if you don't know, Marsha Blackburn is the gal who asked Katanji Brown Jackson um, please define a lady yeah and she's like I don't understand what your question is and she said well to you what is your definition of a woman and Jackson said well I'm not a biologist right so I can't answer your question Katanji Brown Jackson was the lady (laughs) that uh, Biden picked to sit on the Supreme Court and and uh, she eventually made it yep but Mm. Marsha Blackburn was the one that kept asking her in in the world of trans like we live in today LGBTQ 
can you tell me what a woman is? Mm-hmm. And she couldn't do it. I'm not a biologist. And I can't remember what Marsha Blackburn's response to that was, but it was like, I'm not a vet, but I can tell what a dog is or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> right. Don't quote me. That's not that's not exactly what she said, but she said something to that. <laughs> like, right. I'm not, st- not stupid. <laughs> right. You know. One of my favorite ESPN, uh, former ESPN personalities, Mr. Jason Whitlock was there. Uh, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. a very famous guy in the world of sports back in the day. And then whenever they found out that he was a conservative, uh, and Mr. Whit- Whitlock is black. Um, when, when ESPN found out he was conservative, they had to figure out a way to let him go as quick as possible. Yeah. And him and rush were friends back in the day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even to today, I still, uh, hear Jason on some of the talk shows that I listen to. I've heard him mm-hmm. on clay and buck before I've heard him on uh, Dan Bongino before. Okay. Um, as for meeting these people, I shook a lot of their hands. We ne- we didn't really get to talk much with any of them. Right. Obviously, they're super busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Marsha Brown or, or, or Blackburn. Blackburn, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we did thank her for her service and her questions that she's, I mean, she's she's not our representative, but she represents how we think and what we believe. And one thing that Ryan mentioned to her is we have children and this is a big deal to us. We've it. got a five-year-old. What you are doing is a huge deal to us. So That's thank right. Thank you. And she yep. clapped her hands, rubbed them together. She said, this is why I do it. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and she, she was rushed off. Yep. <laughs> so. And then some of the other folks that were there uh, were very high up in the Tennessee legislature, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know who they are just because we're, we're stuck in this shithole of Illinois. But uh, it was a great night. Uh, seemed to me, we met John Rich twice. Yes. He seemed yes. as normal as a tennis shoe. <laughs> He's just a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did get to grab a picture with him real quick, but we, I mean, it was late in the night. There were a lot of. Yeah. Interesting things happening, I think. Well, I see that this function started at like. Uh, Six. 545 is whenever you're supposed to show up. Started at. Well, that was like happy hour and then started at 645 is whenever the MC took over, which the MC was my cousin, Kent Emmons. Yeah. Um, and. It was over with, the music was over with and done by 9.15. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because this took place at John Rich's home, and he has two sons, and they had school tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. Got to be quiet. <laughs> exactly. Lights so, out. I mean, the show was over. But what did you think of the house? It was uh, very interesting. Yeah. Right? I don't know what I would do cleaning that pool. It's shaped as a guitar, like a it, guitar. It shaped, it's shaped as a guitar, but the end of it where the uh, machine heads are, where you tighten the strings, was a hot tub. Yeah. That was the end of it. So cool. Yeah, it was really neat. The toilets that they have in the staging area is, uh, they have a women and a men's, you know, like they would in any public place. And um, in the women's restroom, <laughs> there were toilet seats made to From look the like. the tops of a guitar. Yeah, they look like guitars. Yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. And you know, something I didn't realize, I, I was talking to Cody on the phone and, and telling him about the experience and everything and, and how big this house was. And, and I also learned Marty Knoll and I were talking and, uh, I didn't know this. Marty said that that house used to be Hank Williams juniors. Hmm. So John Rich must've bought it from Hank Williams jr. Or bought it from somebody after Hank owned it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I found that pretty interesting. That is interesting. But uh, Cody and I were sitting there talking. He's like, man, he goes, you know, I've, I've heard of John Rich and everything and Big and Rich, but man, I haven't heard of them doing anything in forever. I, you They're know, on tour right now, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, but they don't have like any really, really new music out. No. Nothing that's climbing the charts nowadays. Mm-hmm. 
And that's kind of where Cody was going. He's like, you know, obviously I know that he's probably got a lot of money. He's done very well because he's been in a national touring band in the past, but Mm -hmm. that seemed like a heck of a place right there where it's at for the size that it is Mm -hmm. and everything. I agreed. But one thing I noticed, you know, this place is decorated with all kinds of, of paraphernalia, music paraphernalia on the wall. Mm -hmm. And I think one of John Rich's probably biggest claim to fame that maybe a lot of people don't know, and I think I kind of knew this, but I didn't know know the magnitude of it, is how many songs he's written. Oh, really? That other people sang. Really? Everybody. See, I don't know that. You're telling me. You're telling me things I don't know. Like so, all you you've seen them on TV. These people that get the gold records in a fr- in a frame or whatever, and they hang them on the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, he had something kind of like that. It was like a. It looked like a gold what i recall was a compact disc but it had the sheet music right above it and of course the sheet music shows who wrote the song and some of these songs that everybody knows very very well john rich was either the writer or the co-writer of like amarillo Mm. sky by jason aldean Mm. john know that helped you didn't know that or Mm -hmm. you don't know that song i didn't know that yeah john helped write that song some some songs by gretchen wilson back in the day uh-oh, Jess just did some research. <laughs> she raises her hand. You Big and Rich are going to be in Effingham, Illinois at Lake Sarah on October 13th. You're kidding me. <laughs> I'm not me. kidding. That's just up the road. <laughs> it is. Am I crazy? Hey, Winnie's. <laughs> That's in Effingham. So anyway, hey, there you go. There you go. They were just in Kentucky, I think, two nights ago or something yeah, like that. See, and that's what Marty also told me is that... Uh, John owns or is a partial owner of a distillery there. And he's got his own whiskey stuff. Yes, and that's where they played. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like John is a very industrious person. I mean, not not just music, but he's he's branched out to his his restaurant slash bar in Nashville. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. got his own brand of uh, Redneck Riviera um, whiskey, which what was funny, too, is after we made the Snapchats of being in there, Ross Bassnett, the official petroleum geologist for the program, Snapchatted me a picture of him sitting there with his bottle of Redneck Riviera whiskey at his house. Yes. So, as I don't have any of that here at our house, it's obviously something because Mm -hmm. it's in Wayne County, Mm -hmm. you know? Maybe Mm -hmm. I need to look for that and keep that in in the stash in here for this winter. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Just a just a great he's time, been, but John has been a huge patriot in the last two or three years. Yes, um, he's been very and outspoken. He's, yes, very outspoken about you know patriotism and what it means to fight for our. And he gave a great speech that night, yes, and it's he just kind of it just kind of fires you up. And um, you know, you and I were talking about all of these people from Tennessee, and there were you know, people from all over the place in John Rich's home. It was a great event. But what was the point? And and the point was, I think, to just fire people up about being an American and fighting, like standing up, like you and me being able to tell our audience maybe. Yeah. That it's, I mean, the fight's not over. We are in the thick of it. Like, don't get discouraged. You yeah, know? that is so, kind of what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, <sighs> and Mary Miller, do whatever, we have to do whatever it takes. We have to do whatever it takes. She said to that to me multiple times and I, i'm like just give me my marching orders <laughs> ready <Yeah>. to go <laughs> yeah. whatever it takes well and you know that was the other thing that john said uh whenever he was talking before he took the stage to actually play music as he said you know we are in a war right now and and we our mouths and our way of thinking 
that that's the form of, of that's our tool that of mm-hmm. battle mm-hmm. that we need to be using right now is and if we're persecuted for it great great if you're persecuted it means you're doing something right you know yeah because Jesus said rejoice in persecution that's exactly what John said on stage rejoice in persecution so cuz he kind of likened it to social media he's like mm-hmm. everybody gets on social media and they want likes and they want to be shared and everything like that and that's what's important to them and that's what they're rejoicing in. And John's like, no, no, hold your ground. Stand for something. Mm-hmm. And when they persecute you, rejoice. That's what Jesus said to do was rejoice in your persecution. Mm-hmm. And all I sat there and thought is, you know, there's been a few times I've been persecuted for our show. You know? Yeah, yeah. And what we think. A few times. <laughs> well, and Many what we times. think. Yeah. And, and that I think that, like, our ideas are aligned with what God wants. I, I really do. And I get persecuted for it as being insensitive and not with modern times and things like that. I'm like, well, the the Bible doesn't change. The mm-hmm. Bible is modern time. The Bible was last year, this year, and next year. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't change. But we're persecuted for it from by certain people. And you know what? It's good. I'm doing something right. And I think on the last day, God will look at, look at me and you and just say, you know, thank you. Thank you for standing up for me. Because there's not a whole lot of people that would anymore or that do anymore. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things. Well, I think what's really came to light for me is that, you know, like being a Christian as a younger kid and as a teenager and then as a college student, even though I may not have lived that life, like going out to the bars all the time and just partying like crazy or whatever, um, it just wasn't something that you talked about with your friends that, you know, it's just not something that you talked about at all because it's not the popular thing to do, right? It's not the cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then as as we see how evil has just infiltrated every piece of our country and our society, the important thing is to make sure that it doesn't go silent like that again, because it's okay. It should, it should be the popular thing to do and the cool thing to do to talk about God and our founding fathers and how (laughs) they went together. Yes. And, and how strong that, that is. And, you know, we were, we were built on godly principles. Yeah. And people don't know that and what's even ama- today. Yeah, what's amazing is like just the laws that we have mm-hmm. in, in, in that govern our society. Where did these laws come from? The Bible. The Bible. Mm-hmm. If you want to boil it all down, mm-hmm. that's where it came from. The Ten Commandments. You're not allowed to steal. You're not allowed to kill. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I, I don't know. It just... It was a good time. Mm-hmm. It was a really good, a good time. time. I'm, I, and I was kind of reluctant to go because I mean, you guys all know me. I'm busy. I got. I'm. I'm too busy to do anything. Ugh. And up yeah. to the moment that we left for Nashville, I'm like, I don't have time to do this. And Jess just kept telling me the whole time, once we get back, you're gonna be glad you did. Yep. And she was right. Mm-hmm. She I'm was glad we right. went. We had a great time. The hotel was right there next to it, and I made Ryan listen. Oh to this. my gosh! I made Ryan. <laughs> I said, Oh, I so you're aggravated. Have- <laughs> It's like 10 o'clock at night. And I said, Ryan, you're going to have to find me a Taco Bell. <laughs> See, I, folks, and neither of us were, well, I definitely wasn't, but Jessica wasn't belligerent I, by any stretch. I did partake in the whiskey and I'm not a drinker. Right. So it took what? I don't know. Maybe two drinks. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, I was completely disciplined that night. I uh-huh, didn't, I didn't uh-huh. want to make, I didn't want to take a chance of making an ass out of myself. Okay. So I was just like and not that you did don't get me wrong i didn't because all i do is laugh and giggle at right and right you know. so so the evening uh, winds down it's about 10 o'clock when we leave and i'm perfectly fine to drive 
and so and they valet parked our car but luckily exactly but luckily our car was like first in line because we got there pretty early yeah so we go get in the car and jess is like i want taco bell <laughs> i was like honey type it in and see where it's at yeah is what you put it with. in google maps and let's go to taco bell yeah okay it's it's, it's only two miles two miles there. away so here we go we get in the car i'm driving her and I mean, this two miles turns into 15 miles of. It we, was two miles. It was legit two miles, but it we're was. We're way like, out of town on Broadway, uh-huh. way out of town, but we're headed straight for downtown Broadway, like where all the bars are at. And, we and pop, I didn't know this. And we pop it. Well, I did because I was like, <laughs> well, we're on Broadway and we're running towards the river. We're going to end up on Music Row here in a minute. No. And sure enough, we pop a hill and mm-hmm. there all the bars are. The crowd. And I was like, you got to be. And in, granted, it's a Thursday night, so it's not like super busy. It was busy enough. But there's enough people there. It'd be easy to run somebody over if you weren't yeah. paying attention. Yeah. Well, then I'm like, oh, okay, well, number one, I'm sitting there thinking, if if this Taco Bell is down here around Broadway, I've been down here a million times, and I don't recall a Taco Bell with a drive through <laughs> down here. And she's like, well, it's just what it says. I'm like, No. No, there's no Taco Bell with a drive-thru that. Well, then it, it, it makes us hang a left, totally unnecessary. Yeah. Then hang another right, totally unnecessary. And it yeah. takes us all the way around. I think it was trying to get us off of Music Row. Yes. But for some reason, it kept bringing us back to it. Uh-huh. And then we got behind a horse and carriage, and the horse shit all over the place. All right. And then we drove through it <laughs> after, in our nice car. <laughs> And finally, for this two miles that took every bit of a half hour. He said, if you have to walk in there, I'm just driving on by. And I'm like, oh, but we're already here. Yeah. So finally, <laughs> finally, she she spots it. Nope. No drive through. It's just right in the middle of everything. So I run No in. place to pull over. I end up. Except in no parking zone. Well, I just wing in there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. I end up finding this gal and I said, listen, or the, the guy taking the, I don't even remember what I ordered at quesadilla and some tacos. because you smashed. I was not, <laughs> but I wouldn't have been able to walk, but I was laughing and I'm like, I better get Ryan a soda. And then I've got myself a soda. And then I throw the bag of tacos and my quesadilla in my bag. Well, as I'm waiting for my food, there's this gal there and she's like, oh, I love your hair. And I'm like, girl, I love yours. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got this massive nose ring. And I mean, this nose ring is like a cattle nose. What what do they call them? Like it the, really. It's, it's a hook. The hook, Like yeah. the hoop that's yeah. in between the, the nostrils. Ugh. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain it to you. And I look at her and I said, girl, I love your hairdo, but I could never wear that nose ring. She said, oh, you'd look good with the stud. And I'm like, oh, been there, done that. Thank you. No, thank you. But I couldn't wear what you've got in your nose. I think my nose hairs, this is what I said to her. I think my nose hairs would get stuck to them. <laughs> what? Thank God that person didn't work at Taco Bell. That's how I'm you pretty, get your. That's how you get your food spit in. Anyways, right there. we were laughing so hard at each other. Like yeah, this gal and I, and it was just really funny. So we had a good old time. Yeah, yeah, we had a good old time. That was probably the highlight. The next morning at breakfast, I said, "Why would why would anybody ask you to do that? I can't believe I asked you to do that." What? Go down and get you taco? Yes, I I know. Like on Broadway, I should have known better. Folks, from the time we left that party to the time we finally got back to a hotel was only four miles, but it took every bit of an hour. 
did it. Like, we got behind two or three horse and buggies. <laughs> it was so funny. For goodness gracious, I thought for a little he, bit we're in Amish community, Nashville or something. Any other day, I would have done it for Ryan. I would have not complained the way he did. I would have bumped some music, and I would have been like, oh, let's just get this party over with, you know? And, and he, I would have taken him where he was, no complaining. Ryan complained the entire time. There's people everywhere. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was recovering from sensory overload oh, from that party, and I didn't true. want to go downtown. That's true. Yeah. I told Nicole, she, she's like, so what did you guys, did you go down Broadway? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And uh, she's like, well, where'd you go? I said, Taco Bell. She was like, well, where else did you go? I said, only Taco Bell on Broadway. Yeah. We were <laughs> right in Nashville. Off, right off of Broadway. Yep. We were in Nashville. So funny. Nope, didn't go to any bars. We went to Taco Bell. Yep. So there's Somebody else cool that uh, Jess met whenever she went upstairs on the rooftop uh, during the music being played by John Rich, um, she met the former security guy for the band Megadeth and, and also the band Sublime. Yeah, yeah. And then he and he entered, he ended up coming down where I was sitting. Uh huh. And we had a good conversation. My goodness! And they they just moved the to lives just... those guys have lived. Oh man! Like, uh, yes, it was just really cool. I, it, what a cool, what a cool dude that guy was. I'm like, I oh, he's go find super my, nice guy. He wouldn't stop talking to me, and he, I said, "So, what do you do for a living?" Because he was so entertaining to listen to. And this other, these other people that were there were standing there, and we were all talking. And I said, "So, what do you do for a living?" He said, "Well, for the last 23 years, I've been selling medical software." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." He was like, "What do you do?" And I said, "Well, I'm a stay-at-home mom." And he was like, "Well, that's you know, that's super conservative. That's great." And I'm like, yeah, and I just got my truck driver's license. And he was like, you mean like an 18-wheeler? And he said, and I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, he kind of laughed. He kind of looked at me and he goes, I could totally see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah no, awesome. you can't. No, you can't. But it's fine. No, it was it was good. We had such a good time. I, I enjoyed. And uh, usually I'm like a clam when I'm around people that I don't know. But you and I were there, and we were both out of our element, and I think we were both kind of uncomfortable, but we also like to talk to people and mm -hmm. and stuff, so once we... In the beginning, it took yeah, me a little bit, yeah. because, I mean, it's just, you could, you could just tell that, like, how do I explain it? You explained it best. We hadn't been there for 10 minutes, and some lady <laughs> walked up to Kent and said that, she was on the same plane as Rand Paul coming mm -hmm. in town, which Rand wasn't there, mm -mm. but she was trying to convince Rand to come there that night. Yes. And said what to Rand trying to coerce him to come in there? Oh, no. She was just saying that you need to come to this event. And and then Kent, your cousin, says, well, he said he, said he had two prior spe speaking Engage. engagements. Okay. So, and then uh, this other woman comes up and... <laughs> She said, oh, you saw Rand today. Like, they know each other on first name yeah, basis. Yeah, like, first name basis, okay. right. Maybe um, they are. I don't yeah. know. And she goes, yeah, Rand and Kelly are on our chair. They're actually the, ch they chair my charity. <laughs> like, so there you go. Those are the type of people we deal with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or we, not dealing with, just the room Meeting, we was in. Yes. In yeah. the very beginning, that's how. And they were all starving, stuffing their faces, like, in the beginning before anybody else got there. Because there was probably only 30 people there when we showed up. Probably. And uh, they were all just mowing down on food. And so um, this was one of the conversations that we were in. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of those type of people there. Mm-hmm. So. So anyways, the whole night, 
Ryan and I were like laughing at each other. We would just kind of look at over at each other and go, yeah, Rand is the chair of our charity. <laughs> because that's kind of, that's sure. just, those were the, just the conversations. It's who you can rub shoulders with and politic with and that politic and stuff kind of isn't necessarily our favorite thing to do, but uh, we can network if we need to. But it was fun. We had a great time. Yeah. We, we also ran into Mr. Deplorable himself. Captain Deplorable. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Hillary called us all deplorable, so he named himself Captain So deplorable. on TikTok, you've probably seen this guy. is Captain Deplorable. And you may not know him by his name, but you'll definitely know who we're talking about whenever we play this clip for you. I've seen him on my For You page many times. Yes. He's been on Steak for Breakfast podcast. He's been on Dan Bongino's podcast. Um, and we met him. Cool guy. Oh, my gosh. And his him wife and his is wife, so yes. nice. We had, we had such good laughs with them. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, good so, time. So we asked him, you know, hey, can you uh, just say hi to us? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'll make a TikTok. Be kind of funny. Yeah. Dude Dude sounds like Trump. Be all right. Yeah. Oh, it turned into more than what I ever dreamed it would be because it, he's truly funny. He's quick and he obviously knows his stuff, even yeah. about Trump when it comes to agriculture. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Yes, yes. Go. yes. Go ahead. I'm good. How do I look? Good side, bad side? I got Ryan and Jessica. These are beautiful people from the great state of Illinois. And they're farmers. You know how much we love our farmers. We take great care of them. We charged, you know who we did it to? China. We charged them tariffs, so many beautiful tariffs. And the farmers did very well. They did very well. And these people are in the state of Illinois. They're beautiful people. They're talented people. He's a funny guy, handsome guy. You're a wonderful person. And I just have to say that they are incredible. The greatest farmers in the history of the world. (laughs) Trust me. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. How does it feel to be the greatest farmers in the history oh, of the man, world? Oh, man, it's amazing. Donald Trump just said it. Huge. That's us. <laughs> China. Yeah. So, no, that wasn't Trump himself. That was a, a guy, a young guy, and he sounds exactly like Trump. Spot he, on. He actually met Trump last week at, um, where were they at, New Jersey? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, but anyway, they, they met him, and what what an experience. He's gotten famous off of his impersonations. Yep. So yep. Uh, that was probably the highlight of my night. Yep. Other that, than That was Bell. a lot of fun. Well, and then there was one other personality that we met. I recognized him the second we oh, got to yeah. the top floor. Yeah. Whenever we were there, he was up there smoking a cigarette. It was Michael Loftus. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian that you oftentimes see on a... Um, Gutfeld, and then the five he's on there on the fox news channel and then he, he i've seen him on tiktok plenty of times uh real nice guy down to earth as ever we talked to him a lot that yeah, night. yeah yeah we kind of struck up a little bit of more of a friendship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and just like the great thing is is that these people are just normal oh, i yeah. loved it mm-hmm. i loved it there was there was no elitism about them even though they are truly famous um and they, we all have something in common. Mm-hmm. We want America to win. Mm-hmm. That's what we want, and we want we want to hand this place off to our kids better than what we got a hold of it. Right. And th- there's still that sentiment out there. It's just still a lot of work to be done. But it's no different in any other generation. Every yeah. generation, I'm sure, thinks the same thing. Yep. It's going to hell in a handbasket. Now, granted, there's a lot of stuff going on right now that didn't used to go on, like the weaponization of the DOJ and all that. But there's still a lot of us out here. Many of us don't talk, and that's what John was saying, is we all need to be talking, mm-hmm. even if it's it involves time. persecution. Yep. Talk. Talk. Yep. St- stay on your ground. Old Aaron Tippin, Got to stand for something. 
your fall for anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's one of my favorites. And I play that over and over in my head here a lot recently, I guess in the last three or four years. So yeah. uh, they're bringing uh, the masks back and all that stuff. So they sure are. I will not comply. That's right. That's right. But anyway, farming wise, uh, I'm not quite harvesting yet, but I will start this week sometime. Uh, there are a lot of guys running right now. There's a handful of us that still aren't. Um, but I would say by the end of this week, weather's looking good right here for Southern Illinois. We will all be running by the end of the week. Um, on the ag front, I've just been finishing cleaning out all my bins. Uh, finally got the last of my soybeans hauled. Luckily, I got those hauled before they destroyed the basis last week. Oof. So, I got that done. Um, hauled beans down to Shawneetown, Illinois for the first time. And in the old Turban Suburban with my name on the side. And it was <laughs> to all you guys that waved at me as I was pulling in and pulling out. And then had one guy that actually came out. Whenever I was unloading, he goes, shouldn't you be making a TikTok? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, it's funny, like, just how small the world is, I guess. Yeah. You know, I I, I didn't even think any, like, I, whenever I go someplace, I don't even think somebody seeing me. Mm -hmm. And then they come up and say hi. They're just good people. Well, at Fred's birthday, somebody knew who we were, and I don't know any, I, I know less people than you do. And she, the wife comes over and she was like, Hey, I need you to stop doing what you're doing. You're making us all look bad. Yeah. Oh, in regards <laughs> to getting the CDL. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Ha ha ha. You know? And she's like, I, so anyways, they knew who you were and they knew that I got my CDL somehow. Right. So anyway, right. Oh, and I went on Brooks party bus and the driver of the bus knew who we were and knew who Cody and Nicole were. And he congratulated me on my CDL. How cool is that? That's fun. And thank you very and much. He asked, yes, absolutely. And he was like, do you want to drive the school bus? And I said, well, I don't have my passenger endorsement. <laughs> well, you know your shit, don't you? Yeah. And he was like, I don't care. I don't think you need one for this one. Anyways, it was cool. So, oh, man. Yeah. Very interesting. Lot been going on. Mm -hmm. Been having a good time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, as as for farming, though, we'll be getting fired up this week for sure. Um been moving a lot of lime i'm getting more and more guys calling of course i figured it would as we are getting close to fall harvest crops going to come out of the field and farmers are going to start thinking fertilizer and lime and sure enough they are and they're calling about it so i will be plenty busy cohen will be plenty busy he takes he's finishing up his cdl stuff here in the next two weeks so hopefully i have another cdl driver that'd be great yes be awesome but um just in time for five dollar diesel Yay. Have you noticed what crude prices have been doing? I have. You've been keeping me apprised. Yeah. And for any of you guys aren't paying attention, oil prices are now over $90 per barrel mm -hmm. right now. It's first time since, uh, it's probably been a year, maybe even more since this has happened. And that's one thing that's always had me scratching my head is why oil prices was lagging behind inflation so bad. Mm -hmm. And I, I, it's obviously because we did have in Cushing, Oklahoma, uh, the delivery point for all your New York uh, Mercantile Exchange oil contracts. That, that is where you would take them if you if you hold on to them until they expire. Uh, the, that place was overrunning with oil not long ago. And the inventory has shrunk big time. So finally, oil prices are catching up with inflation. And I personally think there's room still to go up. I'm not going to make any predictions of where it's going to go. Nobody can really do that with any degree of accuracy. But I could see oil easily being over $100 by Christmas. 
And I mean, if it, if it stays on the tear that it's on right now, it'd be over a hundred bucks by the end of the month. But you know, we always have the corrections and stuff like that. But I, I just sit back and I look at everything going on here. You know, China's, they're demanding more and more oil right now. Mm-hmm. Russia and Saudi Arabia have cut their production. Did you know that Russia and Saudi Arabia supply 40% of the oil the world uses? No, I didn't know that. Unless I'm wrong by the article I read today, unless it was reported wrong. That's what I read. I didn't realize it was that much. Look at all this stuff. And then what? Biden canceled the Alaskan drilling permits and on national refuge ground just this past week. Yeah. You know, um, our strategic reserve is very low right now because we've already drained it. And that might have been the reason that the prices were a little bit suppressed because Biden kept pulling that shit out. And now you can't afford to refill them. How smart's that? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Trump filled those things up whenever oil prices crashed, which was a smart thing to do. It created a little bit of demand for the product that we we uh, supply. Plus, that I mean, that's energy is security for a nation. But I don't know. And, and then the other problem is, is I think I've said this to you guys before. What it costs today to drill an oil well and complete it compared to what it was just 10 years ago is incredible. It's about twice as much. By the time you figure in what your services cost to get the well drilled, the pipe that you have to buy, you know, you're, you're talking casing to run in the well initially, and then you're talking tubing, and then you're talking rods, but then you're also talking acid jobs, fracks, perforation, bond mm-hmm. logs, everything, all the price of all this have has just went up drastically. And so now it's gotten so bad and there's such a shortage of oil filled pipe and it might be mending itself a little bit right now, but like just tubing. Right now, a guy can sell the tubing alone that's hanging in a well. Like, I've got plenty of 3,000-foot-deep wells. I could sell the tubing as used tubing and have enough money to plug the well and walk away from it. That generally doesn't happen. Not only that, I could plug the well, walk away from it. i still got rods to sell. I've still got a pump jack to sell. I've still got a tank battery to sell. It's almost like your money, if you have even the least bit of a marginal oil well, you just as well get rid of it. And I think there's guys probably doing that right now. I, I'm seriously, seriously considering it. But and when I say marginal oil, well, I mean something that might only produce three quarters or a barrel a day, uh, but it might make a whole bunch of uh, water and might not run. Might, you might not have electricity. You're burning propane to try to keep the well running. I mean something with high operations costs where it just doesn't make enough uh, oil to pay for all the operations costs. It's just a, it's a weird time right now. I feel like to be in the oil business because $90 is great. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot better than 70 and a hell of a lot better than 50, mm-hmm. but just still for the cost of doing everything out here is so expensive. It's still not like overly great. If that makes any sense. Now you wait though. We know what the, we know the politicians, we know what they're going to do. They're going to start saying that we're making too much money. These windfall profits. We need to be taxed on it. So I guess we're going to, the way they're going to look at it is we need we need to pay taxes because we're making so much extra money, but there's never been one time that I've ever seen where you tax a product and it produces more of it. So, but that's the part they don't want to tell you about, but there's your crude oil update. Hmm. What do you, have you noticed oil prices or gas prices going up or anything? Not too much. Or I say oil, diesel. I don't, of course, you probably wouldn't notice diesel. No. I've never had to fill up a semi yet. At least, if you're empty, at least $500 a pop. Oh my gosh. At least. We're hauling... And when we're when we are hauling lime real hard, I'm filling up every other day. 
sucks. Yeah. That's tough. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. But well, anyway, what else you want to talk about? I guess we move on to the news. Well, we can. What do you got? Do you think that we've you do you think we've bored anybody with our stories from the week? No. Last two weeks? No, they like hearing okay. about our life. It's really right. fun. I mean, <laughs> right? Uh, hey. Oh. Haven't heard this one in a while. Fauci's back. Fauci's back. Fauci's back. Did you hear anything that old Fauci had to say this past week? I did. Do you recall what it was? Nope. You don't? No, because I don't really take anything. I mean, I don't take anything serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So old Fauci showed up on an ABC news program this past week. Let's check out what he had to say. Again, we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people. It's a safe vaccine. Of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. But if you look at the risk of myocarditis from COVID itself is greater than the risk of the vaccine. Okay, did you hear the beginning of that? Uh-huh. He just kind of nonchalantly, just kind of nonchalantly said the vaccine causes myocarditis. Yep. Did you hear that? Because mm-hmm. I heard that. Go ahead. Play it again. Can well, you? One more time. Let's make sure that we did hear what we think we heard. Again, we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people. It's a safe vaccine. Of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. Okay, I heard that. I heard that correctly. Yeah. Now, he plays it off very, very low risk. Mm-hmm. That's what it would make sense that all of these young men are just passing out. Yeah, exactly. With cardiac arrest. Exactly. But you know, mm-hmm. by him saying that, you rem- just rewind two years ago. If you even mentioned that on social media, you were censored. You yes. were banished. Yes. Uh, follow the science. Follow the science. The science doesn't say this. Well, finally, the, what the, their God... God Fauci, Lord Fauci, mm-hmm. he he just admits it. Very, very, very low risk. He went on to say also that uh, just getting COVID alone, you'd get a better chance of myocarditis than not, mm-hmm. than if you weren't vaccinated, or were vaccinated, I should say. Um, Dr. Malone came out and said that is absolutely false. He said that that is a blatant lie. And then I heard that again on Dan Bongino's show. There is no evidence to support that. He, they both said that Fauci is just pulling that straight out of his ass. Really? Yes. There is no evidence to support that people who get COVID have a higher chance of getting myocarditis. Hmm. But there is evidence to suggest people that get the vaccine could end up with it. Okay. So I just find it funny that, you know, two years ago, you remember that persecution? Oh, yes. We weren't allowed to say that. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to say who. I just remember having somebody come up to me and, and tell me one time, like, well, what you're hearing and what you're reading is wrong. Mm. It doesn't cause, there is no link of myocarditis and the vaccine. And then here we have Lord God, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> just admit that there is. Very, very, very low risk. I, well, now you've lied to me, Dr. Fauci, so how do I know it is very, very low? You're the guy that also said that masks don't do a damn thing, and three weeks later you came out and said, well, masks do help. And if you want to wear two or five, go ahead. And goggles. Yeah. I just, 
Ridiculous. It, it, you know, they're bringing it all back. Mm-hmm. I, I see it more and more. I've seen more people wearing masks again by themselves in their car here in the past two weeks. I know. Than what I have seen, I mean, f- cumulatively for the past year. Yep. I saw some whenever we went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Saw people walking down the street. Yep. With a mask on. Yep. I, I'm just like. I went to the mall, Dillard's and Penny's, and saw ugh, the people with the masks. Yeah. Walking around. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So anyway, um we need to we need to pay a bill here. It's a okay. very it's a very important one. And uh I'm not gonna even promote my pillow right now. Okay. I'm gonna let my pillow promote itself. Did you hear <sighs> the deposition that was leaked? Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of Mike Lindell. Yes. So this is about the Dominion voting software stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, he came out and he proved these people are as crooked as crooked could be. There's, you know, they cheated, they lied, and they yeah. stole this election. And and he offered a cash reward to anybody that could prove him wrong, and nobody can do it. Right. But now what's the government's going after is him? Is it a $5 million cash reward? $5, Five million. million. Yeah. $5 million for somebody to prove him wrong. Yep. Nobody's coughed up to $5 million. Yep. But the government's went after him for doing it. Oh, yeah. And once was, again, the weaponization to the DOJ, this is perfect. The FBI came in and, and took his phone, never gave it back. Um, they, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So as Mike Lindell is being deposed, this is the way he handles the lawyer. Check this out. I said objection, non-responsive. Let me, well, let like me explain that, huh? a few more things to you. <laughs> what? Let me explain a few more things to you. Mm-hmm. Have you given a deposition before like this? I've given a ton of depositions. Okay, so you, you understand the process somewhat. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Okay. When I ask you a question, you need to do your best to respond only to my question. Are you going to arrest me? I'll you say whatever I want, that. and if we have extra, that's too bad. There's no rule that says I can't give a full answer. I'm so not- you know, I'm telling you the rules. Have you ever been in a deposition where they can't stand who you are? Have you? A lot more than you, sir. Okay, good. Keep going. Don't tell me about my depositions. You're not my boss. You're just some frivolous lawyer in here, and you bring in this frivolous case to me. And especially against a company that had nothing to do with anything. You're disgusting. Keep going. I want you to understand another thing. What's that? This case is pending in federal court in Colorado. I don't care. What does that have to do with anything? Do you understand that? Yes. All right. Um, there's a federal judge that's going to likely be reading and watching this deposition. Do I don't you care. understand that. I don't care. She should have dismissed this a long time ago. Okay. She's she hasn't ruled on that. There's a problem. I got a problem with her too. Okay. The judge has practice standards on how. No, the judge did not dismiss this case. We put in to get it dismissed, and she ruled an unfair ruling saying, well, go ahead and do discovery and waste all your time while I'm sitting there not doing nothing. That's what that judge is doing. So don't tell me what the judge is doing, and you just let me worry about the judge reading this, okay? I just want you to understand that. No, you you just don't worry about me. You're not out for my benefit, okay? He can. He's out for my benefit, not you. So you can. Don't worry if I say something that offends the judge. Okay. You just let me worry about that. You got that? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Good. Keep going. The reason I bring that up, sir, is if the judge is not pleased with your conduct in this deposition, there may be penalties. Associated okay. Good. With that. You tell her. You go ahead. And you. You thank you for your worrying about old Mike. You're. You're really. It's great.
Seems well, like you bring a frivolous case up. You really have my back. Go ahead. Keep going. That judge, you put this in the record, that judge, it's a big problem I got. If someone didn't have the money or time to sit through this garbage, when I put into her summary judgment last summer and she hasn't ruled on it, either say yay or nay. It's disgusting. It's disgusting to our country that she couldn't make a ruling. Go, go ahead and do deposition. If it was some guy that didn't have money, you would put them under just in this garbage. Wasting my day. Wasting my time. But think if it was someone on the street. Don't you care about people? This is disgusting. This judge should have ruled a long time ago that you're yay or nay, frivolous or not. But she didn't. She said, go ahead and do discovery while I sit and decide what I'm going to do. That's disgusting. I got no problem with you on that. I got a problem with the judge not making a ruling. So there. Now go ahead. Now that the judge has that on record. Now you don't have to worry about what me and the judge think of each other. All right. Objection, non-responsive. Here's, here's another thing that I'd need you to know, Mr. Lindell. If the court determines that you're not being responsive or acting in good faith today, we may have to come back and do this some more. And I want you to understand that. Oh, I got that. All right. And if that's the case, I will be asking for attorney's fees and costs for oh, you us will, to huh? do it. I'm again. already asking for them. I might just come after you guys for the most frivolous case ever when this is done. If there's a way to sue you, believe me, I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, just so you know that, beyond anything you've ever seen. So be prepared. I'm committed to being polite and professional. Okay, today. go ahead. We're See, that was very nice of him for being committed to being polite and professional. But as this mm -hmm. polite and professionalist goes on, uh, the old lawyer for the judge, or the DA or DA's assistant, whoever the hell this piece of shit is mm -hmm. uh goes on ahead and personally starts to gig mr lindell and his company and that sounded like this okay and i'm not asking about the lumpy pillow calls uh, no they're not lumpy pillows that's not what they call on okay that when you say lumpy pillows now you're an asshole you got that you're an asshole like is what you are like no science. he's an asshole no, he's an ambulance chasing asshole that's what you are Lumpy pillows, kiss my ass. Put that in your book. No, they, they answer anything, any problem customer that wants to reach Mike Lindell. Those are the ones. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. They send them to here and they go, or they call about, um, maybe they didn't get their pillow on time because of uh, um, the FedEx or whatever. But we'll cover them even though it could be somebody else's fault. Nobody calls because of a lumpy pillow. A good, good one though. You done? Yeah, I'm done. What I'm saying. Obviously, is you don't have a my pillow too. <laughs> you don't, do you? What I'm saying is, Mr. Lindell. Asshole. I, oh, go ahead. And as the jingle goes. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Promo code Hello Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Now, in my opinion, that is how you handle those people. Absolutely. Whenever they are doing nothing but trying to ruin your life, that's how you get it done. Yeah. You know, and that you're allowed to talk to these people like this. Yeah, you really that are. lawyer was totally threatening him. He was like, you know, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. And Mike's like, so what? You yeah, can't arrest me. For you. Yeah, exactly. But you know, Mike's point, he had a great point. Do this to any Joe Blow on Main Street who can't afford to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. 
Imagine the people that, that are in jail right now for the January 6th stuff who trespassed. They deserve to be punished for being trespassed. But the media and the DOJ turned this into something that it wasn't, an insurrection. It was yeah. not an insurrection. Well, Nobody's ever been charged with an insurrection. Those people that There's people that weren't even there that have been charged. Yeah, so, damn right. I mean, the whole... It's and these so are normal sad. people who, who, I mean, in the case of going in the Capitol, did something really stupid. Shouldn't have done that. I'd be the first to tell them that. Well, it's the people's house, though, so I have I have a conflict with I it. I don't. Regardless. Well, okay. Then, like they shouldn't have been stormed, but they were let in. So, I mean, the whole thing was a setup. Okay. Now, that part, that's a whole nother deal. Yeah. But I, the, the, the thing of it's a people's house and you should just be able to, no, I don't agree. So is the DMV they in stayed, Mount Carmel. They stayed the, in between the ropes, Ryan. Like, no, they didn't. Oh, there was yes. The people, the people that were charged, the grandmas that were charged, were in between the ropes. Okay, but there's also people that sitting on Pelosi's desk. Uh-huh. You That's know? true. That's true. Yeah, you're I mean, right. people that do stupid shit like that, you can't trespass like that. I know. And I'll stand up for a Democrat's office as much as I would a Republican's when it comes to trespassing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. their place. You I don't do it. that. I get it. You know, and as for the people's house, well, is the DMV in Mount Carmel the people's DMV and I can just walk into it, break into it, doing whatever I want, walk behind the counter just because and just look at the people that's there and just say, hey, it's the people's DMV. No, you can't do that. You know, even though the taxpayers own that building, right? They can't see you shrug your shoulders. I'm rolling my eyes because I feel like we get taxed so much in Illinois that the DMV is a joke. But, but. still, you can't do that. <laughs> no, you're right. You can't do that. But that's taxation without representation. So. Now that's a whole nother When are we going to fight? Well, <laughs> who's fighting? What are we fighting? right there? Mike Lindell, so, he was fighting for all of yeah, us. I'm telling absolutely. you. you yep. And some of you might look at that and go, man, I don't know if I'd have the balls to talk to that guy like that. And you know what? Until you're put in the position, you don't you know, know whether you do it or not. Yeah, yeah. But that, but he does. And he's got the money to, to defend himself. Plus, I'm sure he's got some really high dollar people behind him to help him with even more money to defend himself. But that's where we're at in America right now. Mm-hmm. These people are out of control. Mike Lindell didn't do anything. And he's, he's being brought up, this is, this is something that Dominion Software is going after him, Dominion Voting Systems, going after him, saying that he defaced or defamed all of their company by doing what he did, but still, and then he made nobody, money off of it. Yeah, yeah, but nobody can come up and tell him where he's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the BS about it, yeah. and he's getting sued for it. Yeah. We don't like that you brought out the truth, so we're going to sue you for speaking. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly, that's that boils all the way down to everything we're dealing with today in regards to censorship. Yep. You can only speak if you say what I agree with. Well, you. No, I, we can say whatever we want, and we can bear the consequences for saying what we want. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm pro-life. And if an abortion person doesn't like me for that, I guess I bear that consequence. Ask me if I care, you know? Mm-hmm. But promo code Hello Jessica, go get you a my pillow. If there's ever a reason to buy a my pillow, that right there is one of them. The guy is fighting for us. He really yeah. is. And I'm pretty sure he was on Flashpoint. <clears throat> Not I'm pretty sure. I know he's on Flashpoint. And uh, it, it was this week <laughs> on Thursday, I believe, in Omaha. And he said, use promo code Lumpy Pillows. <laughs> lumpy pillows yeah that guy that guy, that guy, guy was being a, a jerk dick. yeah that's he all he was yep yeah screw those guys mm-hmm. and it's okay to call people out that are being jerks damn right don't be bullied by them what I a joke totally agree yeah totally agree but uh, my pillow promo code hello jessica support mm-hmm. mike and then also yeah. you'd be supporting scholarships come this coming year and um 
I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Now, what's this? Oh, we got a New York update. picked on New York in a while, and I got a good story to pick on them with. Can't wait to hear about it. Breitbart.com. Ammunition background checks, purchase fees, now law in New York. Mm. Law. Not being discussed. Law. Mm-hmm. Ammunition background checks. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Not ammunition. Background? Like, we're talking bullets. Yes. Not, ammunition. Not firearms. Background checks for ammunition purchases and a $2.50 fee for ammo sales are now the law what? of the land. What? So you're going to be fined. And Governor Kathy Hochul, Democrat, uh-huh. New York. New York has an assault weapons ban, a high-capacity magazine ban, universal background checks, a red flag law, permit requirements for gun purchases, permit requirements for concealed carry, firearm storage laws, ghost gun regulations, and a hate crime prohib- prohibited purchasers list. And now, background checks on ammunition sales. And this story ends up saying, despite these myriad of gun controls, every town noted that nearly 950 people die from firearm-related deaths in New York each year. Nice. So it looks like... I just can't believe... Ammo! A bullet! A bullet can't do anything. You gotta have the gun. A background check for a bullet. What are they going to do with these tax money fees and stuff that they're getting? I, I don't know. They did, it didn't say that. No, it, it didn't say anything about that. Mm. But a bullet. Yeah. So uh, here's what I want to know. So you get a background check for buying a bullet. Um, so if the government, let me let me think about this. Give me a scenario here. Uh, you buy the, the box of shells mm-hmm. and you take them home. And you put them in your safe, okay? And then you and your son want to go out and shoot guns and, you know, target practice, just have some fun. So you spend these bullets. Do you have to then report that they're spent? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I realize they're not, it d- doesn't sound like they're tracking them, but guess what's coming next? <laughs> tracking them. How do you track bullets? Do you, does this mean now you got to make a phone? I mean, are we getting? Are we going to head to the point where you got to make a phone call and tell people, "Hey, I'm getting ready to go shoot these bullets." Do you see what I'm saying? I wonder like, if somebody hasn't already done it. They're starting to reload their own bullets in New York if they can't leave the state. Guaranteed, oh, for sure, guaranteed that, and they're packing them in, yeah. in droves from surrounding states. Yeah, but what would happen if you got pulled over in the state and bringing over, you know? Oh, bootlegging bootleg, ammunition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Isn't that crazy to think about? It's just crazy that, like, what's this going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What? I, I just don't get it. Because, yeah. Excuse me. I, I realize that it doesn't look like they're going to write your name down. Of course, you know they will. Oh, yeah. They, they do a background check. They're going to say, yep, Ryan Peter just came in here and bought nine millimeter bullets. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They're going to scan your barcode on your universal background check card, ID card that you have that you or get similar to the Foyd card, whatever. Right. So now they know that I bought these bullets. Then what do they do with that information? 
I mean, can the police knock on my door and say, I want to see these bullets? I want to make sure you didn't sell them to I don't somebody. Oh, that sounds like Australia. Well, because, I mean, that's what they can do with a gun. Yeah. The gun, you go buy a gun, you damn better have it when the cops knock on your door. And if you don't, you better have turned the, the, uh, the paperwork into where you sold it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Illinois is almost that way now. Yep. They are. I'm not sure. I, I know that I'm not. Can I, can I sell my nine millimeter if I wanted to? And not registered that I sell it. <laughs> I would. I. Uh, I would be reading the law very, and I would. I would be talking to a gun dealer. I'd be talking to Fred before we did anything. Yeah. To find out what, if anything, we can. What do. is the law? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What do you do? I think you have to transfer it and all that jazz, and you have to wait. You know, there's a waiting period and all that. I don't know, Ryan. I don't know. Do you have to be a Foyd card holder in Illinois to actually have a gun? To own one? I don't think so. We should I don't really know. we should really yeah, read up on to... Illinois gun laws because I don't know because if you inherit like if if my if my mom and dad were to pass away, they have guns and their family heirlooms from my grandpa, you know, to my mom and then the they would be dispersed through through us girls and I don't know cuz what if I'm not a Floyd card holder and then I inherit these firearms from my mom and dad or hell with it what if you're not a Floyd card holder and you buy a gun just that your buddy wants you can't to sell buy you? one you can't you can't buy one without a Floyd card you can't buy ammunition in illinois without a Floyd card okay but can you own one without a Floyd card but see no 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 no. can you buy you're talking from a dealer i'm talking about my buddy just my neighbor wants to sell me a gun he's got you a gun can do right whatever here. you want legally i don't know i'm asking what are the laws yeah, i don't, I don't know, know. I really don't know either. Well, we sound dumb. We sure on do. On the Illinois gun laws. You reckon we ought to get rid of this whole segment? No, I think it's fine. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, like, this is... I've never thought about selling a gun, though. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if we have them, we're probably not going to sell no, them. No, I'm just wondering, what are the laws? Are mm-hmm. we allowed to? Yeah, I know that, like, I can't go to a gun dealership and just go buy a gun. I, I don't think I can go to, what, Bucks and Jakes in, in Indiana and just buy a gun without a Floyd card, right? They wouldn't sell me one. Right. So I'm just wondering private private person sale. Yeah. Can you? I don't know. I'm sure you can. I don't know that it's legal. <laughs> we can go buy meth <laughs> if we want. It's just not legal. <laughs> I don't think it's I'm legal. Not, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not asking if we can. I'm asking what's legal. I don't know. But anyway, ammunition background checks. Just unbelievable to me. I mean, it's totally believable in a Democrat state. And, you know, what happens in California ends up in New York. What happens in New York ends up in Illinois. You must have a Floyd card. You must. You must. In order to own a gun. Yep. In order to own one. Yep. Well, that's bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. That's just bullshit. (laughs) Do you not have an Illinois song for us? (laughs) I'm just No, because now we're going to California. Okay. going from the east coast to the west coast and we're going to stay on the same topic of guns and the second amendment i figured these two stories went well together it's perfect opportunity for both a new york and a california update 
From the Western Journal headline, Governor Gavin Newsom officially calls for convention to change U.S. Constitution. Mm. These guys are fearless, aren't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. Change the Constitution. California Governor Gavin Newsom is eyeing a change to the United States Constitution. The state's legislator on Thursday approved a resolution in support of Newsom's call for a 28th constitutional amendment, according to the L.A. Times. The amendment would enshrine a list of Democratic gun control priorities into federal law. The proposed right to safety amendment would limit legal gun ownership to adults 21 and older, although they continue to war and die at 18 enact a universal federal background check on gun sales what i is our background checks only for the state i figured that shit was all federal anyway a felon's a felon right yeah yeah but there are different state laws like you can get it expunged from your record in some states faster than others really okay yeah Create a mandatory reasonable waiting period. Define reasonable. Exactly. Reasonable waiting period for gun purchases and a the ba- a ban on the purchase of many forms of semi-automatic rifles. Many, many of the amendments provisions already are law in California, but that state has experienced the most mass shootings in the nation between 1982 and August of this year, according to Statista. Hmm. So they have these, like... Over-the-top gun control laws, and they still have experienced the most mass shootings. Yeah. Go figure. Oh, why yeah. would that be? Do you have any idea why? <laughs> because criminals do not care about gun laws. Yo, <laughs> you're kidding me. No, I'm serious. That's BS. No, it's not. You know. Well, in Chicago, they know not to murder people between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Oh, no, that's when they can, I should oh, say. Yeah. They got to keep it keep it nice and real. Yeah. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. You know. grief. Yeah. These people are stupid. Did you hear about what they did and what the New Mexico governor did? Oh, yeah. She tried to suspend the Second Amendment. Yeah. Or just say that it's it's not always in place. Yeah. Whatever she said. New, Mex- New Mexico's governor, Michelle Grissom, created an executive order suspending the Second Amendment for 30 days mm-hmm. in Albuquerque. Um, she concealed all concealed carry. Or she suspended all concealed carry, open carry. Yep. You're just not allowed to. You, you know what a reason was? You remember how the government said COVID was a public health emergency, emergency. <laughs> and therefore they can tell you to do, tell you what to do, when to do it and how to do it. Sure do. And, and your constitutional rights don't really matter. Yep. She used that exact same thing to ban guns. It, gun violence. What is, emergency is she referring to? What gun happened? violence is a public health emergency. They oh were, they my were, gosh, the exact same thing. That's now you can use that for anything. <sighs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's just like climate change. You can use the a public health emergency can be climate change. Now it can be gun control. Obviously, we know it's COVID, mm-hmm. and what's COVID's coming back. Mm-hmm. You know. Even if it doesn't come back full force like it was two or three years ago, it's got to come back hard enough that they can get mail-in ballots. You know, I read a meme somewhere on Twitter, or X, I should say, just this morning, of this guy who put 
These scientists are so smart that they've created a virus that knows to come back every election season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But public health emergency can be used for anything now. And then the sheriff came out and said, uh, we will not abide by this. This is not constitutional. <laughs> I think her own state's attorney said that too. Yeah. We're, said, not, we're, not, we're not doing this. Yeah. So she says what she wants, but we're not going to do this. You know what it reminds me of is right here in our hometown, whenever the safety act came out mm -hmm. and, and J.B. Pritzker and our sheriff and, and state's attorney yes. both said, we're not, we're not playing this game. Yeah. This yeah. is unconstitutional and we're not going to play this game. Yep. So I don't know. I, it's, there you go. That's that's your uh, gun control Second Amendment segment of the program today, and that which is that wraps up everything I've got. Okay. So. Hmm. Anyway. Well, uh, Ken Paxton was acquitted of all of his all of his counts that he was charged with. Yes, he was. He was impeached or voted. He was on trial for impeachment, and um, they voted to acquit him on all fifteen counts. Yes. So that was fantastic. Which that was a whole sham deal anyway. They accused him of being drunk <sighs> yeah, at work. And then they said that he and abused he's the power. he's Texas AG. And I thought it was a joke, but he was removed from his office immediately. So like he was guilty before being proven that he was guilty, you know, and then they went to trial this last week and I think they had five or six days, no, six or seven days of trial and uh, they voted and I listened to the first two or three votes and I'm like, this is such a joke. And I like, it makes me nervous. That people don't have the, you know, the guts to do the right thing. And uh, anyway, so they voted to acquit him, which is fantastic. Yeah, it is. So. Did you hear what he wrote uh, late last night or early this morning? No, I didn't. He warned Biden what's going I mean, Oh, he did. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, mm -hmm. folks. He warned Biden, what goes around comes around, buddy. Because mm. it was your DOJ that did this. You guys are behind yeah. this. Yeah. You know, it's the deep state that's behind all of it. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw also on X uh, last night... Um, Benny Johnson actually was the guy that did it. Mm -hmm. And he had a picture of Paxton with Donald Trump and some other uh, MAGA type person. Okay. And said, basically, this is why this happened to you, Mr. Paxton, is because you are MAGA mm -hmm. and they hate MAGA. Mm -hmm. And this is what they want to do to all of us is, is persecute you like this. And make you not MAGA anymore and fall into line. And they get really aggravated when you don't fall in line. And that's when the DOJ comes after you. You know? So, mm. it's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. And then also, right below that, he posted a picture of George Bush being hugged by Michelle Obama. <laughs> yes, I remember Saying, if you think that. there's a difference between the yeah. a lot of Republicans and Democrats, you're sadly mistaken. There, yeah. There's not. Mm -hmm. It's a uniparty now. Mm -hmm. It's a uniparty. The Democrats and many of the Republicans... And then you have true conservatives, MAGA types, like yep. me. Yep. So, um, I... And there's nothing wrong with Make America Great Again. How, how, yeah. There's nothing wrong with low gas prices. There's nothing wrong with tax breaks for every single person. You have to be a we are real... way overtaxed. You have to be a real weirdo not to like the phrase, Make, make America, America great. great Again. Yeah. Make America Great. Again, again. Yeah. <laughs> Again, again, again. So if you want to listen to Ryan and I on the way home from Nashville this week, we listened to an interview with Carrie Lake, who ran for governor in Arizona. I think her election was stolen from her. Um, she's it, in the process of proving that right now. Yes. And she's done. She's done. She's got leaps and bounds from where she was at. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, she did an interview with uh, Garrett Ziegler. He's from Illinois. Effingham. Effingham area. He's the guy that has the biggest report mm-hmm. on the Hunter Biden laptop as yep. anybody. And his organization 600 is... 600 pages. Yep. Yep. Marco Polo. Yep. Is his uh, organization. But anyway, they've they've been threatened. Ryan said this guy's going to be in trouble if he isn't already. This guy's going to end up dead. Well, I... <sighs> I'm telling you. I'm t- and I just pray angels over him. I do too. I do too. protection for him because what he has done will be written in history books. I know it. Yeah. Because what he has done is he has analyzed the entire laptop inside and out, connected all the dots. Forensically analyzed yes, it. Yes. Yes. And so it's him and like four other guys that have put it together. Yeah. Um, and anyways. Hunter Biden is suing him now. Oh, yeah. Just this, white, yeah. this, this week. Suing him for mm-hmm. what was on his computer laptop. yeah yeah and garrett's just the one that he's just the one that gave it to the public yeah which we should know about it damn but right. it proves all these different criminal acts that joe biden has been involved in all of his business dealings and all that like yep I, so anyway if you want to listen to a good interview it's a little bit more than an hour long um it's good it is. It's it, good. Carrie Lake uh, is. Is it a podcast? Like, do you know what it's called? I think. Well, I follow her on on Twitter X, and uh, she has a show called the Carrie Lake Show. I don't know if that's just like on TV X. or I don't Rumble know. Or? I, like I said, I don't know if it's just on okay. X or if it's a podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. But it was a good listen. It was a very good listen. We for, just turned for those it on. of you that are, and it was not like jargon that was hard to understand. Right. It was spoken in layman's terms, like stupid mm-hmm. people like me can understand. And now comprehend. we don't know exactly who they were talking about. Not all of these people do we know who no. they're talking about. But uh, but I bet you if you did just a little bit of digging, you could figure it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how they're all connected. Yeah. And these people are dirty, and there were just as many Republicans in this report as what there was Democrat. It seemed like in the interview. Yeah. At least, yeah. When he was talking, like just the deep state, the deep staters at Fox News, mm-hmm. you know, calling Arizona before the polls even were closed this last election. And you were right whenever you said it's almost like Fox News is in bed with the deep state of everything. I said that that night. Yes. That mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. You know, it, long before the votes were counted in Maricopa, Maricopa County, long before. Any of that was done. Ten minutes before the polls even closed, Fox News, we project Biden has won Arizona. What yeah. a blow yeah. to any conservative yeah. that's still out there trying to vote. Uh-huh. It's like, well, I guess this don't matter now. Right. Wonder how many and that's just election turn- interference. Wonder how, exactly. I wonder how many just turned around and got out of line right then if they would have heard it. You know, they might be mm-hmm. standing in line. Their wife called them and said, well, it looks like Arizona's already went for... Might as well just leave. Just well leave. Well, yeah, I'm not going to stand here for another 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just, that's why I'm not. That's why I don't a, watch. I don't turn on Fox at all. Well, but still, you're right. Election inter- that is election interference. Shut that up until the show is over and the yeah. votes are counted. Yeah, yep. I, I I hate that. I personally I hate it whenever the East Coast is done voting and the West Coast still has three hours to go, and they start calling East Coast county or mm-hmm. East Coast states. Yeah. I mean, it's just demoralized, and that could go for either way, yeah. Democrat or Republican. Yeah. Shut up and let the people do what they do. Now, I'm fully aware that even though as people are doing what they're doing, the mail-in ballots and shit like that, that's where all the fraud happens and don't matter. Well, the machines happen, too. I and mean, the machi- all, Dominion, all, of the, yes. all of the results from the machines, I mean, it's like, so however many more... You know, however, if Trump got such and such, say that he got 100 votes, you know, the gas pedal would be pushed to 105 votes for Biden. If Trump got 200 votes, you know, it's 200 and 
11 to not be suspicious, you know, for Biden. So it's, it's kind of like they just kept feeding them in and then, and then all these ballots show up and then they feed them into the machines. Right. It's unreal. Like it's, you've got the paper ballots and then you've got the machine counting. Yeah. So it's, and then the mail-in ballots, you don't know where they came from. But even, okay. So, so during a. All the the evidence is out there. It's just people, the mainstream media doesn't talk about it. So everybody that says that you bring it up, well, it doesn't make any sense. Well, you tell me right now, three years later, if, do you think that Biden honestly won this election? 81 million votes. 81 million. More than Barack Obama. Yep. Do you think that happened? I don't know that anybody thinks that that happened. 81 million, let's, okay, let's rephrase that. 81 million legit (laughs) votes. Yeah. That's the key word, legit. And this is a whole, like I said, they're going to bring COVID back. They're working their asses off on it Mm -hmm. right now. They've got a year to get it done. To scare the heck out of you. Just get it done good enough that somebody somewhere in a swing state is going to say, okay, we're going to allow mail-in ballots. We're not going to mandatory mass. We're not going to shut schools down. We're not going to social distance. We're not going to try to ruin your life, but it's just bad enough. We need to have mail-in ballots because there are a certain demographic of people that can't get out of their house because it's just bad enough that we need to let them still be able to vote because they just can't leave their house. Yeah. And in my opinion, I hate that for those people if that's the truth, which it's not, but tough shit. If you can't get out of the house and you can't vote absentee like normally people do when they go on vacation during election day, Mm -hmm. if you can't vote absentee, you're done. Sorry. You don't get to vote. We we don't need voting month. I, I, I can make an argument you just need voting day yeah but i do realize there needs to be a way for absentee ballots to be had Mm -hmm. because you do have people like truck drivers who are never home so they need to vote while they are home military members things like that yeah i mean i realize there's a need for that but this shit of voting month oh yeah it's just bs yeah and then the mail-in stuff that's Mm -hmm. even worse at least absentee the the reason that works is because you have to go to your courthouse to do it to do it yeah you know, validate who you are. Yeah. Which I think is totally fine. As long as, you know. And who knows what's going to happen now? I mean, all these illegal immigrants that's in here now, how many of those people are going to illegally vote? AOC's calling for it. They're I know. calling for jobs, calling for f- telephones and link cards or whatever else. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Free so, health care. Yep. This is where our tax money is going to. And, U- and Ukraine. It's going to Ukraine. Did you see Mike Pence just said that we might have to send American troops to Ukraine? <laughs> He's just, I just read that this morning as I was doing show prep here. He did a big interview on Fox today, and I'm like, huh, that's funny. That's real funny. Whatever. Uh, watch me not watch it. <laughs> exactly, because I don't care. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's the only one who went down in the polls after the debate. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris Christie, too, but whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. He's too busy chasing Trump around the United States saying, saying, debate me, debate me. Dude, just go back to your basement and keep eating Twinkies. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of throw up. You know, that debate, getting back to that debate, that all sounded super scripted. It sounded like these were fake arguments that they had practiced beforehand. (laughs) Everything was just kind of cookie cutter. Nothing was like, nobody was really throwing any punches. I'm like, all of these f- fake smiles were forced. No. So, 
the, the la- deba- what a joke what a joke <laughs> this debate thing <laughs> scripted i, I know they try scripted. not to but on the straightforward farming podcast they do get into politics once they so try then. not yeah. to yeah. you know i know they don't want to but for a guy like me uh-huh to listen to Nick and Tony talk about politics is some very entertaining stuff because they're just funny guys. Mm-hmm. And Nick said something the other day whenever I was listening to it. It was, it was whenever they had Wisconsin Titan 2 on there, Ryan Kelly. Okay. And uh, somehow or another that debate came on. And and, he, and they were also talking about Mitch McConnell and the way he just freezes. I mean, his hard drive just crashes and he freezes, you know. Mm. And Nick said something to the tune of, why in the why in the hell is what is is this the best America has to offer? Is this all we've got? These politicians that are so damn old, all they can do is just stand up there and have a shit off. <laughs> <laughs> if this is America, this is not America's best. They're the so best damn old. The, the only thing they can do is just stand there and have a shit off. Oh man, jeez. Oh, <laughs> i was rolling going down the road whenever he said that that is funny they're just old and just yeah yuck yeah yeah just just like get out of here and then did you hear nancy pelosi's thing she said she's coming out of retirement you know why that is don't you um they're afraid of donald trump and they need somebody in there to try to push back on him if he wins i guarantee you that's the only reason they are scared shitless that Biden's not going to win this time. Of course, there's a lot of people talking. Biden won't make it. Biden won't make it through the primary. Right. Biden will be outed, and you might have Gavin Newsom or somebody else step in and actually run for president on the Democratic ticket. Or Michelle here in Obama. I've heard that. I've heard that quite name a few too. times. Michelle Obama, Gavin, uh, because they want Kamala out too. She's, yes. Because she's terrible. Oh, the, she doesn't pull well with anybody. The cackling crackhead Ugh. Kamala. Yeah. She didn't have any good talking points. Joe yeah. Biden doesn't have talking points. I, Kamala just talks in circles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About nothing. Yeah. She can't answer a question for anything. No. Mm-mm. But anyway. Oh, well. What, what else? What we got going on this week? <laughs> I don't know. I think School it's like, every day? I think it's only 75 outside, so I don't believe I'll be getting in the pool. No. We're going to probably close that down here in the next week or two. Yeah. You'll do that whenever I'm real busy harvesting. Yeah. I know Unless that. I'm busy harvesting with you. That'll yeah, be fun. Very true. Very yeah. true. Um, I like it. Like I said, I'm. I got beans. I'm pretty sure we'll go this week. As a matter of fact, um, after we're done recording here, probably gonna go check them. Just I haven't looked at them in a few days, so uh, okay. Go check those. I got a couple. My favorite, most least favorite. I hate doing it. I'm still trying to finish up mowing roadsides. Yeah. Oh, I hate that job. You just, just tear shit up. It's all Ugh. it's good for. It's just tearing shit up. Well. But. Get out there. I know. People do like work. It. People like it. But got to finish doing some of that here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, just getting equipment completely ready to go so we can roll out and, and hit her hard. All the bins are empty, and I plan on filling every damn one of them before I haul the first kernel off this year. And I don't, this is a weird thing, too. Almost every year, I at least have a few fall contracts of grain to be hauled during harvest because i know i can't hold the whole crop at least if we have an average crop i think we got an average to better crop coming but i don't have one forward contract this year the is that one, good i don't no, understand. no not really because that means i'm well i, I don't know I'll tell you the day i have to sell the first grain okay uh no i don't like doing that because i like to at least know that i have a price locked in that i'm happy with or will accept 
you know, Ooh, and they, I don't. They don't have any prices that you've accepted yet. Well, like I, I got in on some pricing programs, some accumulators, and hell, as volatile as what the market was this summer, I'd get one started working for me and get knocked out because the like it would the market would get pretty high. I'd get a good accumulator working. It'd work for about two weeks, mm-hmm. and then the market would crash and it'd kick it out. So out of a, I don't know, $5,000 con- or $5,000, 5,000 bushel contract that I might've made. It might've priced for two weeks. I might've ended up with a few hundred bushel sold and the rest of mm. us just hanging out there that I still got to do something with. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm committed to delivering the bushels. Now I got to figure out what price do I want for it? Do I want to roll it? Well, I can't roll it because I, I know that I'm not going to be able to hold all this stuff. So the, the, uh, the marketing for during fall harvest, I think I definitely could have done better at this year, but at the same time that you're trying to do this marketing, the whole damn reason the market was going up and made a pricing opportunity was because earlier this summer it was dry. Well, it was dry here too. So you're like, man, I don't want to go contracting a whole bunch of grain if it's not going to rain, mm-hmm. you know? So you got to be careful in that aspect. It's just typical farming, not bitching, just the way it is. And I just should have, <laughs> I should have done a better job, but I'm not the only guy that does that crap. So, hmm. but it's I, a foreign language to me. This, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm going, Hmm, I don't know. I don't know about your farm, but on my farm, uh, 2023 versus 2022 in 2022, if I would have raised and maybe I did, maybe I didn't cause I'm not going to tell you. Uh, but if I would raise 180 bushel corn and sell it for $7 a bushel versus this year, raise 180 bushel corn and sell it for $6 a bushel, I will actually net more money this year than what I would at seven last year. And I'm not going to tell you my yields whether or not I did or did not do that. Because but inputs were lower? Yes. Inputs Nitrogen are so went down? Mu- yep. Inputs this year was so much lower than last year that $6 corn at 180 bushel will actually net me, on my farm, I can't speak for yours, will actually net me more money than yeah. $7 corn last year. Wow. Yeah. At, at 180. Yeah. So. Well. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, good thing you shell 300 bushel corn. Who the hell's racing 300 bushel corn? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I mean, you asked neighbors. 403 was my average last year. <laughs> I mean, our neighbors have got 500 bushel corn. And when I'm talking about neighbors, I'm talking 10 miles down the road. They always say first. Yeah, exactly. They always say first liar doesn't have a chance. Well, at least I won't make it look good. <laughs> Actually, the yields oh, that I have heard, I, just this morning at church, I heard a guy, and I'm not going to say mm-hmm. who it was, but I, it's a guy that I don't believe has any reason to lie about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me he cut his first beans this past week and they made over 80. Oh, that's fantastic. On, on good dirt. Yeah. But I thought that was that's damn good. good. Those are good beans. They were planted early. Yeah. You know, mid-April, but made yeah. 80. So mm-hmm. they caught some rains in there somewhere. They yeah. they weathered their way through the dry spell. Of course, you know, it freaking flooded here July 4th weekend. Remember that? You do. That's when me and Cody went down and checked the Oh, that's right. Yes. That we had those in the ditch. And the pergola moved. the pergola moved. moved. Yes. Remember all that rain we got? Mm-hmm. I would say whatever maturity beans that guy planted, that rain really helped those right then. Yeah. And then we got a couple of rains after that, too. Yeah. But. Just a few. I'd say we're ones. dry now right here, though. Oh, we're so dry. damn dry because Woo. this is kind of reminding me of last year. Last year, we got the first beans off at the end of September, and it's time to plant wheat. And. Couldn't. Uh, there was little and no moisture. moisture, and it took a rain to bring it up. A lot of it. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and it's dry. The only grass I had to cut was the front and backyard, and that's only because it's irrigated. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason. Yep. Yep. So, 
I'd definitely take an inch of rain plus the double crop beans. It's after wheat right now. They would definitely use a rain. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. We get it. We get it. We don't. We don't. But anyway. I'd like it just to settle the dust for a bit. Yeah. Man, it's dusty. It is dusty. Everywhere. Yep. Like powder everywhere you walk. Well, you want to say a prayer before we go? Go right ahead, babe. All right. It's kind of a repeat from last week, but let's do it again. Lord Jesus Christ, um, please be with all the farmers out there that are getting the crop out right now as we speak, as you listen to this. Please bless each and every one of them. Please bless their families, all their employees. Please bless people working at the elevators. It's unloading the grain, working just as long as ours is what we are. Please let the harvest be enough. It doesn't have to be a bumper crop. It doesn't have to be a failure. Please just let it be enough. Jesus, we ask that anybody who's sick, anybody that needs help, anybody that's unhealthy, we ask that you heal them. Lord Jesus Christ, in your name we pray and we thank you. Amen. I'm going to add to that. If you Go right want. on ahead. Thank you, Jesus, for all of our blessings. And as we as we do enter into harvest, and uh, no matter what season it is in anybody else's life, but keep our, keep our employees safe, keep us safe, uh, our family safe as we work work the ground and get the seeds out or our harvest out and the seeds back in the ground. Um, Thank you, Lord, for bringing dark into the light so that we know the truth, no matter what it is pertaining to. Um, Keep our kids safe as they start school. Football players during football season, keep them safe and healthy and whole. In your name, we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, the, uh, the season has changed. It's definitely not summer anymore. So, like, I don't know. Sounds of summer, I think, is kind of gone. So where are we moving? We are going to Hair Bands of Harvest. <laughs> Here you go, folks. This is the way we started it last year. We're going to do it again this year. Kickstart my heart. Leah Thomas is still a boy. So is Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Jesus Christ is still our Savior. We will see you soon, my friends. Adios.